Okay, so it feels like it's been 10 years. Oh my God, I know. I even just feel like it's been 10 years since I've been home. <laughs> I was gonna say, so you got home yesterday. When? What time did you get home yesterday? Six o'clock. Well, we landed around six and then we didn't get home till like 7.30-ish. Okay. So it wasn't like super late, but... Man, like, what a long week. And then, of course, today I'm sick, so, like... But needless to say, like, not the frame of mind in which I wanted to be, like, watching and or discussing Riverdale. (laughs) Uh, Not this episode, that's for sure. But I am glad, I'm glad it's not worse than it could be, and that hopefully it just stays this way and it rides itself out. I know, I hope it's not too bad, because, like, I really don't want to take time off from work, obviously, because I, like, just took time off from work. And... I also got this in the mail while I was gone. Oh, Jesus. So so in two weeks, I have jury duty. (laughs) Another thing. Hopefully you call and your number's not called and your number's not called and your number's not called. I know. That is the dream. Oh, so yeah, those are the things. Oh, and then um, the third thing that happened to me today is my credit card got hacked <laughs> and somebody oh tried God. to buy a thousand dollar computer and was very stupid about it. So I caught it immediately and like canceled my card and contacted the company and was like, I didn't order this. Please cancel that. So yeah, it's just been a day. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to this because I've I've been dealing with unpleasantness all day and not that this wasn't unpleasant pleasant but I have hard emotions about it that I want to vacate (laughs) that's a good way to put it and I feel like I've had all my stuff in the chamber for quite a while because I watched it last Thursday oh wow yeah Thursday (laughs) just couldn't wait almost a week because I was seeing the spoiler after spoiler and I'm like I have to just fucking watch this right now so let's just get into it then for the last time for the last time (laughs) this is I hate it let's watch it I'm Lisa And I'm done. And to get us started, here's our 60-second summary. We made it, kids. This is the last episode of Riverdale ever, and let's just say it's not exactly everything we hoped for. An elderly Betty gets taken back in time by a teenage Jughead whose presence and magical abilities we're just supposed to accept, I guess. Betty gets to relive her last day of senior year in the 50s and see all her friends and family again one more time because apparently once high school ends, everybody splits off to do their own things or dies almost immediately in a bus crash. R.I.P. Fangs. Some people have happy endings like Kevin and Clay, Tony and Cheryl, Reggie and the unknown woman he ends up marrying, and Mary Andrews and her lesbian partner. Some people get absolutely dicked over like Julian who dies in the Vietnam War at 27, and Uncle Frank and Tom Keller who get murdered at some point by a rando. And what of our core four? So glad you asked. After engaging in a polyamorous foursome for their last year and a half of high school, they part ways and never speak again. Archie marries some random woman in California, Veronica gets her big break in writing in studio in Hollywood, Jughead becomes an author and publisher, and Betty becomes the editor of her own women's magazine. Satisfied? Neither are we. So with that, we say goodbye to convoluted murder plots, abusive parents, and drugs with cartoony names. Goodbye to musical episodes, love triangles, and time travel. Goodbye to palladium, superpowers, and organ harvesting cults. Goodbye to Riverdale. We'll always love you, even when we hate you. R.I.P. 60 Second Summaries. I know. Wow. Yeah, so here we are. It's the Riverdale series finale. It was something. Not what I expected at all. No. And I don't really know what I was expecting. Maybe I was expecting a little bit more of like a scramble before the finish Mm -hmm. but I guess we did kind of run out of time for that yeah I I, I don't know how to begin only because I mean I guess we have to go kind of chronological yeah I mean let's yeah let's start with the very very beginning 
which is an elderly Betty. And Betty's reading up on the obituaries because I guess that's her hobby. And she sees that Jughead died. And now this Mm -hmm. part is a little bit confusing to me because my impression was that she regularly checks these obituaries. Yes, that's exactly what happens. Okay. She checks them on the reg because basically we're all at that age that we should be dying and she's her only way to find out, basically. Right. So then why is she reading an obituary for Jughead dying at 84 when she's 86? That's a good question. It's such a small, stupid detail, but they should be the same age if this is a recent obituary. It's funny, I thought that as well, and then I was trying to make an excuse for it. Like, they don't have to be the same age in high school, but they are in the same grade, so they should be. Right. So that just killed my (laughs) thought process. No, you're right. You're totally right. And I think, yeah, it has to be a recent obituary. That's what I thought. I mean, like, she's reading that day's paper. She's not going through the archives like, oh, who died two years ago? Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I mean, a small detail, but just right at the gate, I'm just like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, we're still Riverdale today. So Jughead died peacefully, we assume, and she's getting all sad and she's like saying to her granddaughter who's sitting at her bedside, I want to go back to Riverdale before I can't remember anything about it. And her, her daughter's like, okay, well, we'll take you tomorrow if you're feeling okay. And all of a sudden, teenage Jughead appears in her bedroom. Angel Jughead. Okay, but like... Why? Angel Tabitha is not dead. She's Angel Tabitha because she's the guardian angel of Riverdale. And she was when she was alive. And presumably, she, like, she's still alive in some capacity. She's she's just an angel. So, like, who the hell is Jughead? Or what the hell is Jughead? Maybe because he just died? Well, he died two years ago because he's 84. Because <laughs> he's 84. But if we're going yeah. by it being recent. Sure. And maybe it is because he just died and they just figure, or it was our last, they thought, oh, give him the last, you know, bughead moment that they could have. I, I don't know. It was an interesting choice. Well, this was not what we, what I expected, because I think we both were thinking Tabitha was going to be the one to time travel with Betty. Right. Cause she's the time traveler. Right. So like, I don't understand where Jughead has suddenly this power to take her back in time and have her relive this day. I don't know. And I mean, maybe it's something that didn't even happen. Maybe this is like a dementia delusion of elderly Betty. Yes. But I I don't think we're meant to think that. She also didn't seem very freaked out that he was there. Right. Yes. She just totally like, like oh, it's hey, a normal Jughead. occurrence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here, you scamp? <laughs> and he's basically like, she's complaining to him like, oh, I can't remember anything about Riverdale. I wish I could just go back and spend one more day. And he's like, well, you can for some reason, and I'll take you somehow. And she's like, okay, cool. And she walks through her door, which says Betty's bedroom on it. Betty's bedroom. <laughs> so fun. For an 86-year-old yeah, boy. <laughs> I know, I'm going to get you a sign for your bedroom. It says John's bedroom. In case uh, you forget, you know, when you're old, you forget stuff. So maybe that's why she has it. Yeah. She walks through the door and she's in her old bedroom. And she's super psyched. She's like, oh my God, I'm young again. And she goes downstairs to see Alice and Polly who have oh okay okay so like here's here's my second problem yeah you hold on you just did a motion do you want oh to get I did in a here? motion only because I just wanted to clarify that she wants to relive the last day of high school because right she missed it 
because she had the mom. Right. Which yes. I find stupidly convenient for their story, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Of all people to get the mumps on the last day of school, it's Betty. I don't think so. But anyway. Seriously, yeah. That's why she wants to relive it because she never got her yearbook signed. Yes. And it was basically the reason to relive that day. So that's how that starts. So she goes downstairs and Alice is like, um, you have the mumps, young lady. Go back to bed. And she's like, no, I don't. It, uh, uh, just kidding. Um, I guess I don't. And she has these moments where she's like, you became a flight attendant and you guys reconciled. And it's just like, wait, did elderly Betty not know these things? Is she like, how progressed is her dementia? I think it's very, very advanced. It's bizarre because she seems relatively with it. Like she knew her granddaughter. She was yeah. looking through her yearbook. She remembered Jughead from the obituary. So like th that's not really something that people with really advanced dementia do. Mm. Her memory is interesting because she remembers a lot of very specific things about high school, but she doesn't remember that her mother became a flight attendant. Also emergency landed a plane and married a passenger on the plane. <laughs> And then just jet-setted the world. And disappeared. We don't even really get closure on what happened to her. She's just like, she stopped sending postcards. Like, oh. It was kind of, it was actually depressing the way she responded to that. Because yeah. They kind of go over the story again and then, or even Jughead said like, and then she sent you postcards every day. And she's like, until she didn't. And I'm right. like, oh, yeah. God. And then what did that mean? That she just stopped sending them or that they disappeared that or they, died? Right, in like the Bermuda Triangle or yeah. something. You never know. Exactly. That In that time period, the Bermuda Triangle was very problematic. <laughs> And then the same thing with Polly. She's like, well, what happened to Polly? And he's like, well, she had the twins and she stopped doing her burlesque thing, but she was super happy. And she's like, you don't remember any of this? It's your family. Because everyone else, it makes more sense that she doesn't know anything about what they ended up doing because apparently everybody loses touch after high school. Nobody talks to anybody. Odd as fuck. Is I was so confused wild. by that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Even the people you think were close to her, she just like doesn't talk to ever again. It's like, what? What is, yeah. what is this? So this is the only time in the episode where I started to feel a little emotional, not necessarily because of the characters involved, but just because thinking about being able to see people that have died and actually say, I love you. I'm so happy mm -hmm. to see you and have that extra memory of them from when they were younger and, you know, more vibrant. Yeah. That kind of made me feel a little bit emotional. Nothing else brought me to tears. <laughs> I mean, I think it just, I think just the overall, I mean, and obviously we'll go through the whole thing, but I think just Lily Reinhardt's performance throughout the whole oh thing. Oh my God. I mean, she carried this whole fucking show on her shoulders. She did. And I don't think they could have picked a better person to do this type of episode with because. Yeah. Yep. Archie couldn't have done it. <laughs> nope. Veron <laughs> fuck Veronica. No. Um Jughead, Jughead, maybe, yeah. which is maybe why they made him the guardian angel, because mm -hmm. their dynamic throughout the whole thing was awesome, too. I think also knowing that it wasn't her real last day and that she's she's basically on death's door and she's right, going she's saying goodbye for good. Yeah. So I think that's why I was upset. I guess they go to the school next, right? She goes. Yeah. She runs off to school. They're like in the hallway at the lockers or whatever. And Tony comes on the loudspeaker for like a morning announcements. Mm -hmm. And she does poem. I forget the name of oh, it. Oh, Dreams, I think. Dream yeah, Something I kind of like cried during that, too. <laughs> Jesus, <Don. laughs> it was. Listen, 
so then at that point, Betty says to Jughead, like, I don't want to know what happens to Tony yet. Like, don't tell me. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> not yet. And then it goes into, they run into Fangs and Midge, I think, next? <sighs> Possibly. But, like, let's talk about this now because I it's, like, one of the most upsetting things we learn this episode. Uh, I mean, all all of it because we actually, they just come right out and tell us how everyone dies. And I just find that super dark. Yeah, which I don't know if it even makes sense to go chronologically through the episode at this point because I don't really remember how and when everybody comes into it. But we can just talk about True. like where everybody ends up. Yeah. So apparently Fangs was able to achieve fame and fortune with his music career. But not for very long. <laughs> right. Because we have to remember that this episode, Last Day of Senior, is occurring a year and a half ahead of where we kind of left everybody in the prior episode. Mm -hmm. So there is also kind of a time jump within a time jump. So yeah, he's made his fame and fortune, but he's apparently like four months later, right? It was four months, right? Or four years. Four months. Yeah, four months later, he's going on the road and a tire blows on his tour bus and everybody died. <laughs> like... What? Fortunately, that, that was, Midge was not with him because at first yes. I thought Midge and the child were with him. And I was like, that's fucking awful, Riverdale. But within that like four months, he made enough for Midge and the daughter to live off of for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So he was real, real damn good. And I guess her parents blessed the marriage and uh, everything was fine. But that's super depressing that like so the bad. one guy who worked his fucking ass off this whole season <laughs> dies four well, months into superstardom. I mean, I mean, did we see him work very hard he had the same goal at yeah, least the that's entire true. but season. that means he was making no progress because like nothing happened until like this time gap in which he finally even more everything. depressing yeah not not great <laughs> even more depressing all that work to become famous and then he dies instantly i think after that we find out about kevin and clay yes yeah kevin and clay have a happy ending thank god kevin finally has a happy ending thank god and he and Clay move to New York City. They're both going to college for various things. And he ends up working in an off-Broadway studio. I can't remember what Clay does. It's something writing-wise. Something I writing. think musical something. Yeah, he does something. And it's really sad because then you find out that Kevin died in his sleep. Yes. And then Clay died two weeks later feeding the birds in Central Park. Honestly, I was thinking about this. How fucking traumatic for anybody walking by. There's just this old man collapsed on a bench, probably covered in pigeons. Because let's be real, if he had any food left, they were just going to be swarming oh, his corpse. Peck him to death. Yeah. They're going to peck him to Yeah, death. so... That's kind of a really sad way for Clay to go out and then to do it so publicly. I hope I don't die in public. I want <laughs> yeah. to die privately. Thank you. They both died in their 80s. Yes. Basically, they're Everybody telling dies us everyone got to the 80s. <laughs> yeah, everyone got to their 80s. Except Fangs. Is... Right, and Julian. Oh, God, yes. We can just talk about that <sighs> briefly because honestly, there were yeah. a few people who got the shaft in this episode and one of them was Julian who I have to say was getting better. And so I was kind of sad that they really just stuck it to him in this way. And the way they presented it too, because they're all at um, the dark room because Cheryl and Tony did like this collab thing with art and activism, it, it, the whole thing. And they're sitting there and the way they pan to Julian, he's just sitting alone by himself. Right. Yeah. Having a drink. And then when Jughead explains like, oh, well, he went off to Vietnam and he died at 28. And it's like, yeah, oh, okay. Oh. All right, then. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit harsh. I mean, he was being a real tool earlier in the season, but it did seem like the coma that he uh, 
was having there in the middle right really kind of woke him up to what a dick he was being and he was starting to change his ways he was hanging out with the group so yeah it seemed like he might you know he didn't necessarily have to have the happiest ending but he could have had a better fate than that and then the other two people who similarly i feel like were possibly on the precipice of coming around to being better people uncle frank and sheriff keller they get murdered (laughs) by chick by chick yes that was an interesting little nod. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Because the fact that Chick is not a mention at all this season, right. and then he's just brought up by Jughead to Betty as if she knows who he is. Right. Well, I guess she would because she still has the... Me- well, I mean, now that she's old, I don't know if she's Oh, right. Lost. They sit. They did yeah. both the good and the bad, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. So, but even, even still, what a random reference to be making. Very random. So I guess he... I guess he just kills them for some reason. I don't know. We don't know. But um, that's pretty sad. Mary Andrews gets with her lesbian lover. Yes. Brooke just shows up in her dress store one day and they live happily ever after. Going back to Cheryl and Tony, they also live happily ever after and they have a child named named Dale. Dale. After Riverdale. But the funnier part of this whole thing is he was played by Vanessa Morgan's real son, mm-hmm. whose name is River. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, why didn't they just use his real name? But whatever. Yeah. And also the combination. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. I'm, I mean, that's just that that is kind of a classic Riverdale writing choice. So it is. you shouldn't be surprised. But God damn it. But according to Jughead, they lived Full, gorgeous, sexy lives. I mean, that's something we can all aspire to. Very true. Who are we missing before we get to the core four? Anybody? I think we got... Well, Reggie. Oh, Reggie. Yeah. Reggie got drafted by the Lakers. Yeah, man. And then he coached at Riverdale and he had two sons. Yes, he got married to some unnamed person. We don't know. Yeah. (laughs) He did not get a shout out. Yeah. And uh, then when he died, he was buried at his parents' farm. Yes. And I think that was it prior to the core four. Okay. Yeah. I think that sounds about right. So the <sighs> the big bombshell, if you can call it that, that we got in this finale is that Betty, Archie, Veronica, and Jughead spent the last year and a half of high school in a polyamorous foursome instead of just choosing one person to date i felt like this was a kick in the nads to us such a kick in the nads because we went for an entire show even the season with the whole will they won't they Mm -hmm. who ends up together Mm -hmm. who's end game and we didn't get that no and honestly i was thinking about this because the whole premise of even the comics and any iteration has kind of been to tease you with like oh who does archie end up with and never Mm -hmm. really tell you and so i did consider that they might just not go in one direction or the other except they had been going in the direction Mm -hmm. of betty and archie being together and so for them to pivot And to pivot to this, which is not even how it ends up for all of them in the future, is such a wild choice. And the way it's described, because it's Betty describing it to Reggie, who is Yeah, who is infuriated that he was not asked to participate. Yeah. (laughs) He's so upset. But she (laughs) describes it and she's like, Well, 
basically one night Archie and I would get together and then another night Veronica would get with Archie and then I'd get with and then sometimes I'd be at Veronica's more than you think but and it's but like Archie and God. Jughead are not hooking up they're the only no. two people which is actually kind of frustrating because Archie and Reggie really seem to kind of be exploring right. that that would have been a better foursome live. yeah because especially because Veronica and Jughead never made sense as a couple. So like no. the fact that the four of them all get along this way, just no. What are you doing? So <laughs> it, yeah, it was an awkward thing to watch because again, like, yes, they've been in this show together for as long as they have. And there's the on and off and this and that. But it still seemed like it was awkward for them. Yes. To actually act it out in this scenario. Yeah. And I I didn't appreciate it. I didn't find it very <laughs> creative yeah it's so frustrating and I think maybe part of it is it reminds me of how they ended Jughead and Betty's relationship at the end of season four beginning of season five where it was just like a voiceover and it was like and gradually we just never talked to each other again and we went off to college and that was it and it kind of reminded me of this because they're like and eventually we all just had a conversation said we should all just date each other and it just kind of really minimizes the process involved in that because I think you would be hard pressed to find four teenagers who actually really understand the boundaries of a polyamorous relationship and can make that work without problems right and to think they made this decision after seeing their memories so, like, you know how it would have ended up, and yet you still feel like, well, this is how it should be? Uh, it was a weird conclusion to make. I, I, I That no. was kind of my favorite part, though, when Betty was like, well, you know, like, I remembered how things were with Jughead, and I was like, well, I can't live without that, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay, then. But, like, the weird, again, the weird thing about this is that they're just, like, experimenting with it in high school. And then when they graduate, Veronica moves. It's like they don't exist Yeah, Veronica anymore. moves to L.A. because she gets some kind of uh, assistant job that turns into her career. Archie's going to go out west to help build the railroads or whatever, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I guess Betty and Jacka didn't have, like, immediate plans to get out of Riverdale, but they do eventually. But, like, <sighs> Archie marries some random woman in California. And yep. this feels like the biggest betrayal to me because the show is about Archie, or at least it's supposed to be at its heart. And it seems like his his ending is an afterthought. Yeah, it reminded me a lot. I don't know if you thought this too, of True Blood and how Sookie ends up with some random guy that no one's ever oh, heard of yes. and we don't even get to see his face. And it's just like, we spent all this time and energy invested in whether you were going to end up with Bill or Eric. And yet here you are with this random this human. This random person. Yeah, no, it was, it was super disappointing. I mean, in all their cases, because- right. We don't find out if Veronica was with anybody. No, and she's then, married to her career. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but if you think about it, so was Betty and Jughead. Yeah, right. They both go into journalism. Of course, they're amazing at it. And Oh my God. But like 70s Betty look. Oh, loved it. Amazing. Amazing. She looks I wish good we got them in that decade. Yes. That would have been amazing. So much more fun. Definitely. Oh my God. But yeah, so neither of them get married. No. And I find it cute that when they discuss it, Betty kind of says, like, do you ever regret not getting married? Oh, Jughead asked her that first. Oh, right. And she says, does she say no? She says, says no. Sometimes. Yeah, she's like, absolutely not. Not for a damn second. Nope. Love my life. And I'm like, yeah, queen, do it. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, but then when she asks him, he's like, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> 
It's like, ooh, was that about Betty or was that about I think it was. Tabitha? I think it was about Betty. But yeah, Betty adopts her daughter, Carla, I believe. Yes. Which I think is a power move for that time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For a, a, single, a single woman in the seventies. Yeah. Like, yeah. And um right, she uh she has her magazine, she says. And Jughead has Madhouse magazine, which is basically like Mad magazine now. And I found that kind of cool. Did you did you notice um, Jughead's mutton chops? Oh my god! Did I notice Jughead's mutton chops? I don't. If you had to pick, right? <laughs> Jughead's mutton chops were wearing him. <laughs> right. Oh god! If you had to pick the mustache that was natural, or the mutton chops that were not mutton chops. Yeah, my votes for you mutton could just chops. Pop those things right off. That mustache was so dirty. It did not. Look yeah, it was good. gross. It, it was very mousy. Yeah, it yeah. was. And it reminds me of just like a very unpleasant time in Jughead's like character arc. So <laughs> just <an> unpleasant time. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like in general. Like it just reminds me of an unpleasant time in in, oh, in, our, in, uh, in American history. Yes, yeah. <laughs> mustaches were not the way. We figured it out, guys. Uh, not those mustaches. Actually, Definitely right. Not. not Uncle Frank's either. Nope. I wasn't a big fan of nope, that nope, one. Nope, nope, nope. So one other person we have to mention, Pop Tate. Oh, I can't believe they killed him. They had no reason because they weren't even that far in the future. They said he died a few days before senior year started. So he's already dead by the time Betty goes back in time into senior year. So like he's already yeah. dead in the ground. Why did they kill him? Why did they? He kill has him? survived so much. So much. I mean, alien invasions. Shootings. And, oh, my God. The the diner being exploded like eight times over the course <laughs> of the series. Like, I know. This man is bulletproof and he just died? No, I'm sorry. I don't but accept peacefully it. peacefully in his sleep. Whatever. Which is all we can ask for. Too far. Too far, Riverdale. The other thing we should talk about before we address even the very end is Archie's poem. I... Poem slash roast. <laughs> I loved how self-aware they were with this poem. Yeah. At first I was cringing because I was like, oh, no, the rhyming here is not great. But then as it got going, I liked it. Yes. Because it was like, it was for us to remember because yes. most of them don't remember. So it was it was just enough. I think that's where we were given what we wanted. Yes. Like the I rest agree. of the episode sucked. But I totally they kind of gave us our send off with that. Yes. One thing that just doesn't quite track for me, though, is that everyone except for Betty and Jughead chose to forget everything that was bad. Right. So they wouldn't have known. They they were definitely references to things. And, and then Veronica even says like, oh, I thought that I told Angel Tabitha to wipe that from everyone's memory. So they're aware that like certain things should have been gone. So when Archie mentions that Fangs was in an organ harvesting cult, that would probably be something that Fangs would not want to remember. Right. So that's probably gone. And then you'd have to imagine they're all sitting there like, what? <laughs> he was like, a member of what? Of what? Yeah. I did love, though, when he goes, there's that other Reggie. How yes. did you know you're legitimate? And I they, like, love, that's they love poking fun at, that, at themselves for that, which is fun. But yeah, that whole poem made me happy because I was just kind of like, I'm glad you know how fucking ridiculous <laughs> the show has been and how much we've had to endure and try to figure out. And, you know, like it just yeah. it was a whirlwind of 
insanity. And it they, sure was. They perfectly kind of summed it up in this little poem. And I liked it a lot. Yeah, I think they actually could have taken that idea and developed it more and made it more of the episode because the rest of it was kind of like, whatever. Because once again, like as we were saying in our last episode, we don't care about this version of these people. We spent Mm -hmm. six seasons developing the characters that we did care about and the endings that they were going to get. So this felt hollow to me in Mm -hmm. a way because, yeah, we're seeing a lot of people be happy and have happy endings, but like they're not as well deserved, I almost feel like, because what the other characters went through to be able to see them have happy endings, that would make me feel really good inside. This is just of like, course. okay, well, good, good for that. We have to take the, the, we have to take your word for it because we didn't get to see it play out. Yeah. Whereas what we did get to see play out ended awful. And right. <laughs> it just was like, because I was thinking about, it, I had that moment of like, okay, well, if I were to rewatch River- Riverdale, where would I stop? Where would I say that the series ends for me? Because it definitely doesn't end in season seven. Fuck this whole season. It would have to end before that. And I'm like, where does it end? Five. (laughs) Well, prior to six. All of five. But like Mm -hmm. six can't happen. Seven can't happen. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, we probably have to scrap season six. I definitely don't feel as rude about season six as I used to. Because this season was so much more. Yes, this season was so much more terrible. But you can't really do season six without going off the rails. (laughs) So. Right. So anyway, (sighs) to wrap up this episode, old Betty comes to Riverdale with her granddaughter and presumably grandson-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, they drive through the town so she can see all the landmarks, all of the places, yada, yada. They pull up in front of Pops and then she dies (laughs) in the backseat of the car. And it's a very Titanic sort of ending here because they realize she's dead and they're all sad. But then young Betty, Lily Reinhardt, Climbs out of the car and walks up to the diner. And who should she see opening that door for her? Jason Blossom. This poor guy. He doesn't get to hang with everybody. He's got to stand outside and open the door for dead people. He's just the doorman. And yeah, so she walks in and everybody, everybody is there. And I'm saying that in quotes because Alice isn't there. Polly isn't there. Other parents of other people aren't there. I think I was kind of hoping that we might see more familiar faces from the past just to kind of be like everybody's here, not just these people from high school. Because let's be real, if you're after life, maybe it might be different for you. I know you liked high school, but for me, (laughs) if my afterlife was me at 17 with all the people that I knew from high school, I don't want to go. I don't want any part of it. Yeah, no, I thought it. this was like one of the emotional parts, though, because it's like (laughs) it's that typical... Again, it's like that Titanic moment where like yeah, she's Yeah, but that meant a out. lot more. <laughs> yes and no, because she only just met these people on the ship in Titanic. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was, there. it was more about Jack. It was more about Jack, yeah, but this, it's just everybody basically who we just discussed. Yeah, and then you think about it and you're like, well, how long was Fangs having to wait there for everybody <laughs> oh else? Oh my God. Yeah, he's just hanging out. <laughs> right? He was just there for a very long time. I wonder, maybe time just goes faster in that little chocolate shop in the sky. I mean, they were all, they were waiting for her. She was the last one. Right. So now what do they do? They, do they all just hang out there in I perpetuity? think they just live there now. Yeah. Right. Cool. I mean, I might like to visit some other people, some other dead people who didn't maybe. go to my high school, but... <laughs> 
you know but it seems like it's, it's the ones that liked each other are there yeah I mean, right i don't think julian was there actually i don't remember seeing him but I, he probably probably was. not he went straight to hell <laughs> <laughs> take that for your homophobia and your racism right so that's it jughead does a little monologue and he's like goodbye to this goodbye to that it was like a it was like goodbye moon but really good yeah you know? <laughs> goodbye riverdale which is yes the I thought you he know. was going to end on Goodbye Riverdale. Actually, I think that was Betty. Maybe that's what Betty was saying. Be- oh, Betty did the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was spiel. saying, Goodbye, sign. Goodbye, Riverdale High School. <laughs> it's just like, all right. And imagine like an old lady in the back, like, Goodbye, bus stop benches. Goodbye, <laughs> fire department. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. Mind you, the town was gone. Does yeah, the town yes. even exist anymore? It, it's it abandoned. Exist. It's basically abandoned. Like everything looked closed up. The sign was still intact. Like, True. From then. But, yeah, but it looked uh, grimy. I was going to say it could have weathered a lot more than that, though. That's true. That's true. And it's been through a lot. I think it was taken down at one point by personal mm. or whatever. Who knows? Who knows? Again, not their again. Timeline. Yeah, again, we don't know shit anymore. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the wrap on Riverdale, the series. Yeah, wow. I mean, I think I've already said it. Fuck season seven. That was a waste of fucking time. I'm really upset about it. And I'm especially upset because it did seem like they were setting up an entirely different season in the first episode that would involve more Tabitha and time travel. We didn't get to see Tabitha in the finale. No. That bitch spent episodes on episodes trying to untangle these timelines and she gets no thanks. (laughs) So... Very, very frustrating. It would have been nice if the season had an investigative. <laughs> you mean the murders that we kind of cared about for a minute? No, that doesn't count because it, <laughs> it was a horrible execution of, yeah. I guess, what that was supposed to be. But no, just like you said, how that first episode kind of opened it up where, oh, the season could be really interesting. Right. And how they go about these timelines and all that shit. And it would have been cooler if Jughead got to just remember and yes. have him go through this whole thing and deal with these people at this time that don't know shit. Yeah. There seemed to be a purpose. There seemed to be a thread in the first episode that was just going to carry through to the end. And we lose the thread almost immediately. We pick it up once and then not again until the very end. It's almost like they they wrote that first episode having no idea where they were going and then halfway through decided to abandon the entire idea of fixing it and then had Tabitha pop in to be like, oh, by the way, I can't do that. So like we're stuck here now. And it's like, did you try, though? Did the writers try? I don't think so. I think they kind of just gave up and were like, you know what? We're just going to be in the 50s. The end. The end. Yeah, I <sighs> I just wish I liked it more. I wish I, 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 I tried. I tried to give it the benefit of the, the benefit of the doubt. I know a lot. And um, it wasn't what I hoped. Yeah, we can't say we weren't surprised because no. I think I think the surprise would have been if they had actually done a great job wrapping up the series. Yeah, it would have been nice to come come in guns blazing like, holy shit, this was probably the best finale I've ever seen. Like. Right. Because I feel like other seasons, every so often throughout the season, there would be like, what the fuck moments? Like, what are you doing? This show is bananas. Mm-hmm. And in this season, there really was no what the fuck. There, that one episode with all the communists, that was a good one. But yes, everything else was so dull. <laughs> and just like, this isn't the show that it used to be. 
No. Like, try. I mean, at least, like, yeah, some of the, epi- like, past seasons, there were episodes with cliffhangers. I mean, right. there were days that we were like, oh, my God, like, what is, I mean, a whole season you made a murder board because it got to that intensity right. of, there was so much going on. happening. Yeah. There and was nothing going on in this, se- in this no. season. And each episode was so contained to itself. There really wasn't a lot holding it all together. You could together. have skipped half of it yes. and not missed a thing. Right. Yep. <sighs> okay. Oh, well, that's how we felt about that. That was that. Let's talk about how we feel about the series as a whole. Yes. And revisit some of some of our elements. Hold on. I got a separate Google Doc for this. I was going to say I have a separate printout myself. Got my notes here. So where would you like to start with this? You kind of, you brought up a couple of key topics. Yes. <laughs> key topics I need to discuss. <laughs> and I think one of my favorites probably would be Veronica's Worst Business Ventures. Mm, yes. Yes. I mean, it's so hard to choose. They all suck. They all suck. I think I, I narrowed mine down to four because... Oh, great. I have um, I have three. Okay. So my least favorite, I think if I had... Uh, shit, they're all bad for different reasons. I think if I had to pick the worst one, it would be the Maple Club. Okay. And here's why. Because uh, not only was it running alcohol as a, a high schooler, as an underage teenager... But the front was a brothel. So like double bad. Yeah. Double inappropriate for a teenager running 17. a business. Right. And then also we had Penelope imprisoned in the walls wearing a mask. So nobody recognized her because <laughs> she escaped murder charges. So like all bad. All really, really bad. Yeah. I have that on here. Okay. I, I titled it as Rum Runner, though, because. Oh, it was well, I mean, like... that sh- the business kind of morphed and evolved over time. But like, yeah, that was I, the I think era. I went more. <laughs> yes, that was the era. I think I was leaning more towards, though, trying to get it from Hiram and it becoming this father daughter fight to the finish. Right. Which uh, she was using to try to get him to not be dying anymore. Right. Wasn't this around the time where Hiram was like, by the way, I'm dying from some kind of bizarre illness that they never yes. really told us what it was. And then somebody told her to fire him up. Basically, I can't remember if it was Archie. It was somebody. Right. Like the only way like he's going to is if you basically get him riled up, you know, yep. as his daughter. So then she starts being a real bitch about the maple or, or about this, um, the rum business. And yes. then he's like, well, I can't have that. And is trying to thwart her at every turn. God, their relationship was so, so, so fucked up. And that kind of ties into being the owner of La Bonne which uh, was a that is on my list as well. Teenager, <laughs> yes, which allegedly sold mocktails. It's such a bad business model because who in high school yeah. was looking for a place to go hang out and drink mocktails? No, we're gonna yeah, find nobody... somewhere to drink alcohol. <laughs> I mean, that place I think was would have done better as the White Worm. Yes, than that, right. but but it is what it is. Unfortunately, yes. I mean, I, I think those were like my worst one, like the worst. I still have the first one that I wrote down because it was yeah. fresh in my mind was Pearls and Posh. And I said, I this, put jewelry smuggler. Yeah, <laughs> I I put this on my list immediately because I've discussed this on our podcast when we were covering season five. But Riverdale was a failing town with people who could not even afford proper housing or facilities or anything. And yet Veronica is going to open a luxury jewelry store 
in yeah, the middle of town. that shit. It's absolutely uh, insane. And then didn't she want to also create like Lodge Bucks or oh, Riverdale? River Dollars. <laughs> River Dollars. Well, that was the project when she was the economics teacher because obviously she's... Another horrible <laughs> she's job, totally but whatever. for that. Yes. So I don't know if you did this, but I also just noted one business of hers that I did like. Oh, I did not do that. So I think... I went full-blown hate. Oh, yeah. I mean, I tried I tried to do a positive twist on things. But I will say that I do think that when she opened the Babylonium as a casino and, again, as the movie theater in the 50s, if we're going to pick something we liked about season seven, I think okay. those businesses were suited to her and her personality and her business style. I don't necessarily think she did a great job running them, but for her to open those types of businesses where she did and at the time that she did, smart. They did make more sense. Yes. And they did for an for the e-commerce side and for bringing yes. jobs exactly. and money into Riverdale. Those were probably the better choices. Correct. You're and totally I, right. I also, despite the fact that the casino felt a little bit Ozarky in the way that it was introduced into the plot. Just needed to be on a boat. (laughs) Exactly. Sweet Rota River, you know? Yeah, it could have been. water casino. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay. What's next? Let's do um, pop-up relatives. Did you do ones for these? I did. Fascinating. Okay. Who you got? Because I picked two for the best, and I have three for the worst. Okay. I kind of just did my favorites. I didn't really do worse. Okay. Okay. Then let's start with favorites. But my um, favorites could also be like horrible people. I, I Okay. No, I, I agree because I actually, so one of my, actually both of my favorites are villains. I really liked Julian Blossom in season seven. I thought that was a great addition to the cast. Okay. And then I also liked Gladys Jones. I thought she was a fascinating character and I wish she had yes. stuck around longer. I have Gladys on here. I actually appreciated Jellybean as well, especially no, during fuck the that whole kid. Oh, you didn't like her? <laughs> she was so annoying. And also she's like a sociopath. She, she was, but she brought she brought crazy shit to the table. Nah, man. Could have done without her. I did appreciate in the what was it? Rivervale? Was it during Rivervale? When they talk about Hiram's past and we get to see oh. I mean it's it's Javier Luna. I liked his dad. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Oh, so basically, good pick. I wasn't thinking like that, but yeah, good pick. I I loved that whole scene. I actually really liked that episode. Yeah. And I just thought it was cool to see um Mark and Suelos with the mustache. That was season 5. That was um Citizen Lodge. Aha, uh-huh, there we go. Yeah. One other very random one was Geraldo from season 6. <laughs> You know what? Poor Geraldo. I was thinking about Geraldo, and then I was like, I can't put him on here. He was there for like two episodes. <laughs> uh, but he was memorable, and yeah, I had to put him we on. We hardly knew you. I picked my worst as well, and so keeping in theme with the lodges, Hermosa. Ah, uh, yeah, that she bitch. sucked. Hate her a lot. Yeah. And then also Hiram's Mistress, played by Kelly Ripa. Mm. She could go fuck herself as well, because it like, none of that mattered or like came to anything it really didn't it was a horrible tie-in that didn't yes, need to happen it was just like let's bring kelly rip on the show it's, it's mark consuelos's wife and it's like yeah we know that thank you and then you know how i felt about charles and chick i did Cooper. have charles on here yeah i know you think he's hot but but no. i know <laughs> i i had him more on when he was 
I have him on my list more from when we only knew him as, you know, an FBI dude. Yeah. I, um, then yeah, when before, we find out he's a relative. Before he goes off the fucking rails. <laughs> and marries chick and it's horrible. Uh, stabby stabs. Um, I know she's not a relative, but I had to add her just because I love her and justice for her. Britta. Oh, Britta. Britta. I hope she's doing okay, man. I hope she's doing great. I mean, she she, she didn't make it to the fifties, so we have no, no idea. Maybe she got evaporated by that comet. But man, she played football, and then Cheryl took her under her wing to be like a hardcore fierce lesbian that she should be. And but it then was just also like, like brainwashed her into her weird little religious cult. So like that was odd. That yeah, but didn't she get out of that? Didn't she manage to like realize that it was bullshit? Um, I think so, but she had to get possessed by what's her face first. What was the Ah, uh, yes. Um, Abigail. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. That whole thing. Stupid. That whole thing. Okay. So shall we talk about top villains? Yes. So my list shocked me. I really thought I was gonna have a different set of people on here, but I as I was thinking about it, I was like, no, this has gotta be it. I have one, two, three. Six. <laughs> Jesus. I know. You know what? I Because I couldn't decide. Okay. I added one that's not a... You'll see. Okay. Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go one at a time or do you want to each of us... We each read our list. Yeah. And then I guess we can give a reason even though okay. they're pretty obvious. I don't know. Maybe they're not. Like mine don't feel as obvious as I thought. And these are in no particular order because I don't think I could really like rank them one to five. They're all just evil. Mm-hmm. So I have Alice Cooper... Ah, yes. First on my fucking list. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I'm like, I have a, I have someone evil, but I don't know if they're like no. strength and evil. But nope. yeah, nope. I think she is goddamn evil and I will die on that hill. She is awful. Same with Penelope Blossom, although I think that's less controversial. She is an awful woman. Here's one I like, Penny Peabody. Wow, okay. Throwback, but like she, Throwback, was, yes. she was a real rough and tough villain. And that whole thing in like season two ish where like she and Jughead are just brawling back and forth yeah it was a good cuts her tattoo out and stuff it's like it's brutal and like she beats the shit out of him until he almost dies at some point like this is this is a scary person yeah I felt her to be a very realistic villain too because given the whole biker gang situation like this shit happens kind of all the time right but she played it very well. Yes. So I, I agree with you on that one. And not to mention her showdown with Gladys at the like junkyard mm-hmm. or something. That was pretty fucking amazing. So that that's that. I put TBK on here because I yeah. think of the serial killers and murderers we've seen in the show, he had the most compelling connection and like storyline, but the resolution of it could have been better. Fell <laughs> flat a thousand yeah. percent. Cause I was just gonna follow you up with that. It was so intriguing, and we were so wrapped up in who the fuck is this right. guy? Like, how does he know? But why? Why is he so? And then it fell flat, and it's right. like fuck because it had such a great lead up and such a great story behind it. Yes. and then we got nothing out of it, so that was yeah it, frustrating. It had so much potential, so like amazing as a co- a concept and a character, and then mm-hmm. just the execution was not there. And then my final top five villain of the series, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Fuck those bitches. They fucked up a lot of people over the course of this series. They're the silent killers. Honestly, honest, they are they are awful, and nobody did anything about them. They never basically get shut down. 
No, they were on a lot of people's payrolls. Yeah. They were funded well <laughs> yes, by, by all the wrong people. Criminal, yeah. Right, by all the other criminals of Riverdale. They were literally testing drugs on their patients. Like, what is happening? Here? Yeah. Not a good look. Not no. a good look. Again, these are in no particular order. Okay. I'm going straight out the gate. Hal Cooper, Black Hood. Yes. Only because Another great, classic. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I put, I had him on my list initially, but I think I bumped him for the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. No, that's a very good one. <laughs> but when I think of Riverdale, I think of that mm-hmm. whole story. Like season one was my be all and all, to be honest. So that was fantastic. I'm going to follow that up with the Gargoyle King sh- uh, chick. Okay. Because I also loved that mystery and everything behind that and how we were duped into thinking it was... um. What was what's his oh, name? Oh, oh, uh, War Baby, right? War Baby. <laughs> I think was it War Baby or uh, I thought it was something with a T. T uh, T Bone. No, um, I think that it was, was one of the serpents. Yes. though. yeah, one of the old old timey serpents. Yeah, so that was I absolutely loved that entire investigative part of the show. I'm putting Percival on there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even really thinking that deep into the series. Because I just found him to be awful. He was a very frustrating person, yeah. Just even, like, no offense to the actor, I just couldn't stand this fucker. Yeah. Like, I I didn't want to look at him. Very punchable face. Yeah, hated it. And then I'm going to put my last one as a combo. Okay. The Evan Evernevers. <laughs> yes, yes, good. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I hated Evelyn. With every fiber of my being. Every time I see her, my blood just boils. To see that we had to deal with her in the 50s, yes. I'm like, why is she back? I know. Why? And while I was just like, oh, Evelyn's here. I, at the same time, like, I just hate her so, so much. So much. But yeah, the the far, I mean, the wildest <laughs> yeah. scenario we could have been put through. I remember us watching that. <laughs> And coming out with organ harvesting. Like we yeah. both, I think, texted each other that night. Because that's when we both used to watch live. Yeah. And Corey <laughs> and I used to watch live <laughs> Back anyway. in the day. And it was one of those moments that made the show kind of like, you gasped audibly. Just kind of like hands on your head like, oh my mm-hmm. God. And I mean, let's be real. Season four is what really prompted us to make the podcast. So like so much crazy mm-hmm. shit happened in season four that we were like, oh my God. Why aren't more people talking about this where we can like go and listen to them talk about it or read about them talking about it? Like we exactly. need, we need to get in this game and start talking about it. And then season it. five happens and we're like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, it just escalated from there. We really are wasted know. talent. We didn't know what we were getting into. <laughs> okay, so those were those were our bad guys. I added two other ones that I think are just quick, easy. Who do you think died too soon? Oh, um, good question. And I think I only thought of this because I'm in a current rewatch and I'm still in the beginning-ish. So I'm just kind of like, oh my god, I forgot about him. So that made me think like, oh, well, he dies too soon. <laughs> Gosh, uh, I'm like trying to think of like everybody who died. Uh, can you tell me your answer first? Because Joaquin. Oh, of course. Of course. I also have Midge, but not from the 50s, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That that's, was that was sad. That's fair. I mean, she was a very minor character, so I feel like we didn't really miss her too much. Right. But it was just a very de- devastating blow, like in terms shocking. Of- yeah. Yeah. Very surprising. 
I mean, I think I'm always going to have an issue with Fred Andrews. And I know that they couldn't have helped it. It wasn't the show's fault. Luke Perry yeah. died. But I really think it changed the show significantly and in a bad way. Yeah, I agree with you. That's not a note for the show. It's not their fault. But man, that was fucked up. It was something they couldn't help. And it unfortunately took a dive. Yeah. And also just favorite couple. Oh, I'm Bughead forever. I was going to say I'm Bughead or I'm going FP and Alice only because (sighs) it's the only time we saw a fucking decent Alice ever. Uh, Did we though? Better than most. She was still with she was still with FP when she was in the cult. I just I, I can't I can't forgive her I honestly can't but yeah and honestly part of the reason why I might be inclined to agree with you is because of the midnight club episode where Betty or well Lily Reinhardt is playing Alice mm-hmm. I thought she did such a great job in that role because it's like so different from playing Betty and I think you yeah. can really like see the differences but anyway if I had to go outside of the obvious answer um, I've always liked the idea of Veronica and Reggie together Yes. Okay. Same page. Yeah. Those are my only two that I added. Oh, that's okay. Love to talk about everything. Okay. So let's talk about three things we would change about this show. (laughs) I wasn't sure how specific to get. Oh, I wasn't like entirely specific. A couple of mine were specific and some of mine were just like, fix this one thing. Okay. Do you want me to go first? (laughs) Sure. Okay. The first thing that I have is don't tame the serpents. And I've said this quite often. The serpents immediately became stupid once they weren't doing criminal shit and it's not like they were doing a lot of really bad criminal shit but you had people in there who were not on the up and up and that created a lot of tension and like made more sense for a gang Mm -hmm. so they either needed to just dissolve the serpents entirely get rid of them as an institution or they needed to keep them a bit shady And they couldn't do that, obviously. They couldn't have people be people from the cast be involved in that if it was going to be shady. So I understand like why they took the path that they did, but I think honestly, it probably would have been better if they just dissolved the serpents altogether. Fair. Or if like maybe FP took them on the road or something and like got them out of town, you know, moved them onto another place so like the serpents still existed, but not here. Right. It just I feel like the show lost some credibility when it was trying to pretend that all these people involved in this gang were also just really good people. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, "Mm, that's not really how that works. But okay. So my number two is a very general thing and applies to like some of the middle seasons. Fewer plots per season. It got way too complicated in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I know you liked the Griffins and Gargoyles thing. Have you gotten up to that in your rewatch yet? No. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going slow. I'm it's okay. not like an everyday thing. Well, if and when you get there, <laughs> you'll be reminded of the quagmire that is that whole thing. And while I agree that from above it looks like an interesting plot line, they really confused you and got a lot mm-hmm. of things involved that didn't need to be involved and It got convoluted to a point where it was like, okay, like you needed a murder board, but you needed like a murder wall in your entire room just to figure out what the fuck was going on. And I think when they do that, that's when the show suffers because there's so much happening that there's not enough characters working together. Everybody's off doing their own things. And that's when the show is at its weakest, when they've separated people and they're not putting them all in the same room together. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
And number three, put these goddamn people in therapy. If they had just introduced a therapist character, they did in one episode, and people that's in therapy. That's as long as it lasted. Yep, that's, that's like the one time. But honestly, I would have really appreciated seeing a regular character of a therapist and all of these people going into therapy because they all fucking needed it. And the fact that everybody's walking around pretending like they're okay and they're not okay is just frustrating. That's a good one. Thank you. Those are my three items. That's a very good one. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I have so many more specific <laughs> things. Like if you, if like I could sit down with the writers and watch each episode with them and be like, okay, here's where you went wrong here. I could absolutely do that, but we don't have Oh, I would love if that was, <laughs> that was a possibility. Is that an option? Mine are just very general. Because if I went deep into it, I think I'd well, exactly crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, the ending. ending oh, just well, yes. In a general sense of the entire show or as... Just if it was, if it were just a season finale, like just no, the whole thing squash it, and yeah. that they get taken out by the comet, which we said several times. <laughs> right, and yeah. we're done. That's it. <laughs> they all go to the chocolate shop in the sky. Just cut to like the last scene. <laughs> exactly. Of season seven, be like, okay, everybody died, and they're all in heaven together. And they could be in the fifties. I don't care how confused right. I would have been. I would have yeah. just been like, great, they're dead. It's end. We're done. Bye. Yep. Again, something we discussed several times. It would have been kind of awesome if the entire show was a blip of a dream of somebody's. Or mm. at a certain point in the show, like say after Archie's bear attack and he was all like, you know, out of it and somebody shit. comes in and yells, Cut. Right. But like <laughs> but like after the bear attack, like from that point on, it was like a hallucinating dream. Mm. So that the rest of the fucking series made sense in some way because it doesn't. It just, I don't know. It would have just been a better... <sighs> I wouldn't have taken everything else so literal. Not that I should mm -hmm. have now, but I, it just kind of like... I wanted it to have a meaning and it didn't, so... <laughs> yeah. And I would have changed the entire... Well, I would have squashed the entire superhero storyline. Yes. I got kind of pissed that they were trying to... Or it seemed like they were trying to accommodate the network. Mm. Because the fucking CW is all superhero shit now and i actually it's funny i saw something on reddit the other day because i've been on a reddit rabbit hole for everything and somebody was like oh the cw used to be so wholesome and like listed all the shows that were on at the same time and it's true it was like one tree hill yeah vampire diaries but like it was just a plethora <laughs> of things right a variety all teen drama right it was a variety but now it's primarily superhero stuff and i felt like yeah this season that season came out right after like oh the flash the hundreds all these other things and you're like why are you accommodating this like you were your own entity and now like right now you're just you're like trying everything to fit else. in it's stupid i so those are my three changes yeah. okay i definitely i agree with that and you you know i've always resisted the trend that riverdale was taking towards the supernatural and unexplainable things i really hated that we were going that way and then season six just dove headfirst into the deep end with it and it was like oh okay <laughs> i guess this is how we're doing it maybe one of them if you wanted to give one of them some weird nuclear power because they were they touched some <laughs> radioactive waste palladium there you go like radioactive palladium <laughs> that's all i could possibly think of is that like one of them has some crazy superpower that we have to follow but have to still be discreet in the town and like right. that would have been fine but right, you made yeah. it it would have been full thing yeah and it would have made sense if maybe it were jughead because you know like he lost his hearing in the in the explosion the bomb blast mm -hmm. and then gained telepathy like that would kind of be like a 
um, a very explainable thing because everybody else's were like, why is Archie suddenly very strong? Why can Betty see people's auras? <laughs> like that makes no sense. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. What was Veronica's again? She had the poison, the venom. Oh god. She was a dialysis machine. That's the thing she wanted us all to forget for some reason. Right. Even though she could, like saved everybody. People. Okay, fine. Well, that just show proves how much of a bitch she is. Anyway. So my top three things that I love. So I got pretty specific with a couple of these. And actually we're just gonna talk briefly about the first one because we've already kind of talked about it. I actually put the black hood on this list. Because I did love the whole idea, the whole concept. Even though he's a villain, I just consider it one. I'm just going to combine my one with yours because I put season one as a whole. But he wasn't even really in season one. He was like season two. It's the very end of season one is when he comes into Pops and shoots Fred. And then season two is all the Black Hood. You're right. Is that where I'm at? I I know it it all blends together. (laughs) It really does. All right, so scratch that. But now you know my one season one as a whole. (laughs) So my number two is the idea of the time jump. Again, execution flawed. But I did think that the idea of taking season five into the future and kind of doing a reset was good. And they just biffed it on the landing. But honestly, that's where I could start. If I could really start doing the rewrite, that's where I would start. Because, yeah, like things kind of started wobbling off the tracks in season four. And then they had this opportunity to just bring it back in and and they dropped the ball. So, yeah, it was a decent concept. They had a good idea and they just they just couldn't do and it. And then they gave us Jughead with a mustache. That's what they did with their time. <laughs> they, yep. they grew a mustache and were like, this is good. <sighs> OK, and then my third thing is very specific. It's the finale episode of season three. I don't know if you remember that one. But it's like it's the it's the culmination of all the Gargoyle King stuff. It's called Survive the Night and Betty, Archie, Veronica and Jughead get called to Thornhill and Penelope and Hal and all these evil people like came together to set up this little challenge for them to do. And they had to like go through the woods and Archie had to fight a really big dude. Why am I not remembering this? Oh, you don't remember? Oh my God. This is one of my favorite episodes. And again, because it brings the core four together mm. in this quest. And then at the end, Betty had to shoot Hal. You don't remember that? Well, I don't know why I'm not remembering this. And like, she can't Did do I block it. it out? So I think she shoots him in the leg, but then like Penelope shoots him in the head and he dies. No, nothing. Throwing All a right. blank. Cool, cool, cool. So anyway, (laughs) when you get there and you rewatch, though, I think you'll understand why I like it because it's a really uniting episode and Mm. they're all working together. And I just I feel like that's such a quintessential Riverdale episode because it was so bonkers because, again, these random evil murderous parents just compile these children together and they're like, go out and do these challenges. You might die. And um, you might not, and we don't care. And it's just like, what the fuck is this? Place? They really are the so, most awful. Yeah. So it's it's um it's a fun episode. So that's those are I I picked very kind of specific things. Okay. Mine, like I said, my first one was season one as a whole because it started so wholesome in the fact that it was a town coming together because of a teen who passed away, and they're trying to figure out. It, it was a mur- It was a classic murder mystery. Right. That made sense. It actually like. The whole unfolding of it just it unraveled perfectly. It was a complete shock when everybody finds out who actually killed Jason. 
That's why we came back. That season's right. why we came back. The next thing I loved was the initial Serpent storyline. Like yes, them in, again, yes. like when they were bad. When they were bad. Like them in the beginning, that is something that I would have loved to have them just last the entire show. That would have been nice to see how they intertwined. It went to shit after a while, but I, the yes. initial storyline was great. Right. And then the other thing I loved, which ended up turning into actual product placement, but you actually texted me yesterday. Yes. The name play in these episodes, uh, the early episodes, where we got the five seasons and we got Swellagrino mm-hmm. and we got American Excess cards and we got Shankshaw and the Wall Beat Journal. Yes. Um, we got the Matchelorette. Oh, God. <laughs> names Brett Weston Wallace. Um, it was, you know, Brad Raybury, Chad Gecko, the Fabergé egg. The Glamourge egg. Fabergé is the real one. But <laughs> Fabergé is the real one. I absolutely love that because it was like a little like clue to find. It became, and, yes. It yeah, was... And it became part of Riverdale. Yeah. Like at first you were like, oh my God. But then like afterwards it was just like, ah, there they go. Again, it was fun to pick up on. Crazy Riverdale selves. And then again, it got fun when it became product placement and you would see Betty yes. in a truck at a truck stop with a huge ass bag of smart food and you're like, got it. Or, you know, Hiram eating a <laughs> Doritos. <big> Doritos and <laughs> the Chime credit card. That would that was a wild yes, one. Yes. That was egregious. That, Cause that was like in the dialogue. It wasn't it was like, I'm just going to use my Chime app yeah. because I get paid early. It was just like so stupid. It was a commercial. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And then Old Navy when they bought oh. gifts for baby Anthony. Yes, for baby adult baby Anthony. Baby adult Anthony, who will never know what happens to him ever. No, nope. doesn't exist anymore. Glad he, glad he existed. Thanks for that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's when the serpents sucked because they were going to induct a baby, and I, but then yes. he turns into an adult, and you kind of got to just let it happen at that point. Do you? Yeah, those are my three loved of the show. Okay. Well, very briefly, I just I want to like just touch on a couple things mm-hmm. that while I was doing my reminiscing. I just wanted to mention. So I think I don't know if you're seeing it yet in your rewatch, but I always really enjoyed there was tension between Veronica and Jughead in the early seasons because of Hiram and how Jughead was trying to expose him as the crook that he was. Mm -hmm. And at the time, Veronica was still defending him and pretending like he wasn't an asshole. And so there was kind of fighting going on, like infighting in that foresight. I also felt like there was a tension because of Betty. Like it was Veronica's bestie and then Bughead. Right. I feel like they had an Archie Archie too. too. Right. Yeah. So like that's why it was so interesting because it was kind of tugging and pulling on that group in a way that we don't see later on it's just one of those like things that I think there was just more realistic conflict in the earlier seasons that doesn't carry through and I think the show suffers for that also Jughead faking his own death in season four was (laughs) totally stupid that whole thing is dumb is just dumb I don't know what they were thinking yeah that was that was one of those ones that we were even kind of like well he can't fucking be dead so what are we doing here? And even the acting at the yeah. time of them trying to fake it. Like right. they couldn't even act unclear. like they weren't faking it. Like it was so bad. <laughs> it's unclear when FP was told, but like if he was not told right away, it's such a cruel thing to make him think that his son is yep. missing and or dead. And then also like Betty and Archie are like, we know what'll get them. We'll just pretend to start dating and that will convince everyone that Jughead is dead because Betty would never do that to Jughead. Just like 
guys like think you're so <laughs> fucking smart so dumb and then um i just would not be doing my due diligence if i didn't mention the rabies thing in season five with jughead that was sorry no you you jughead should have died from rabies <laughs> in season five that was a hard thing to understand <laughs> It was a hard decision on behalf of the writers to understand because they literally could have picked any other disease. And they went with the one that has a 99% fatality rate if you're not treated immediately. Yeah. And he was laying in a fucking uh, sewer. There we go. He was laying oh, yeah. in so a fucking sewer. Not only could he get rabies, like but he was all days. like, or had rabies. He um was just kind of in like, you know, muddled water and... and uh... Right. It's slew yeah. of infection. Cold. Yeah, he probably could have gotten pneumonia or you know something else. He could have that died from several other things in that sewer. Yes, right. That would have been more realistic. Yeah, but it just uh, added man, insult I could to injury. Talk forever. I know. I know. There's so many things. It was a wild. I wish we had started the podcast sooner. I know. And I think about that all the time because for us, like whenever we bring up past stuff, to not have been able to initially address it when it was fresh. I know. You know. No, this little reminiscing was fun, though, because yes, parts that sometimes, like some we had discussed, some we didn't, but it was definitely topics that were primarily from the past that took over. Right. I, I know I, in particular, was trying to focus on things mm-hmm. from, from long ago because it's so easy to forget and it's so easy for it all to meld into one jumbled memory fever dream type thing and i want to definitely uh which helped me gather my list the riverdale wiki i'm sorry that was probably we can't thank you uh, enough we really can't because not only do i appreciate the screen caps that they take weekly like literally frame by frame where i get the pictures for our posts and stuff like that but the detail and yeah everything like i was able i could search a thought and the exact thing would come up that i needed and so that was a great source that again only found out about once we started doing the podcast but they've been going since day one so yeah so if you want to know what happened in prior seasons if you know you didn't watch them and you don't actually want to invest the time in watching them, you can just read the Riverdale Wiki. Yep. It'll get you where you need to go. And I don't know if you've noticed mm-hmm. this, if you've been on there recently, but they have updated it to tell you what their current status is in the present day timeline and in the 1950s timeline. Oh, I, so I like, think I missed that part. Hold on. Let me see if I can just get an example because I think I was looking at Veronica's page. Um, her status is deceased, but her cause of death is in the original timeline self-sacrifice and then she was resurrected that time when you know Mm. that all happened and then in the 1955 timeline old age Mm, what a spectrum of death (laughs) seriously like (laughs) like jughead's cause of death in the original timeline death of the firstborns (laughs) oh god i forgot about that yeah yeah yep 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 yeah they all die of old age like nothing's crazy serious Uh, happened to them Except for Fang. Yeah. Oh, brutal. And Julian. Right. But we hardly knew him. So what was it? Oh, Oh, and also with the wiki, you could click on a character and they will give you their specific synopsis from like they want. And that's wild. So even like menial characters, you can look up Chick or you could look up even like Geraldo. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody who was on screen for like five minutes. And you'll get the full thing. I mean, it's so, so detailed. And I'm sure I'll still reference it. 
with my rewatch and stuff like that because it is probably more detailed than the show itself. So that takes a lot of work and I give them a lot of credit. Okay. Well, that's all I've got. Like, I don't really want to say goodbye. I but know. Like, we, we have to. I, I know. Oh, my gosh. All right. So you got to keep up with our socials because as of right now, not sure what we're doing next, but something's coming. Going forward, since we are not bogged down by the schedule of Riverdale, our new release date will be Thursday. So keep an eye out for what is to come. And yeah, again, you know where to find us. Twitter X, I'm just going to call it that from now on. Instagram, the website, and you will be as informed as ever. And is there anything you would like to add? Yes, September 1st is orange tabby appreciation day oh. so if you have an orange tabby which i do it's salsa's day yes it's salsa day and then also fish r.i.p mm-hmm. up in uh kitty heaven appreciate him as well yes so love your kitties love your kitties and until then huh? that's our final for the last time that's our final end game oh! <laughs> that made me emotional like i'm tearing up a little